0: In three, two, one. Hi there, and welcome to Life Hacks Conversations with Daryl and Grace. I, 83% of the time, am Daryl Scott. (laughs) Sitting across from me is Grace Roberts.
1: Great evening, great day, good morning. You say 83% of the time.
0: You know, it's like I tell the folks at the job. You are who you are when things go right. When things don't go right, you'd like to have an alias. So this way, if people want to, you know, snitch on you or refer to something, you got you got another name you can use. Okay. And I, I have lots of them. Jimmy Wishbone. All Jimmy right. Wishbone's my favorite. And everybody has to remember what movie that's from. But enough about that. <laughs> um, let's get on the serious conversation here. So uh, I'm going to state my ignorance here. As we begin this show, people are like, Daryl, come on. Uh, one of the things I guess you can say is that I've taken for granted over the years that vitamins were for all races, all people, young, old, whoever. And we're going to find out today that that is not true, because tonight we are going to find out what exactly a different vitamin is. Our guest is the chairman of the Ohio Commission on Minority Health and has developed a vitamin titled Sequence vitamins for African-Americans. Welcome, Dr. Gregory Hall. Dr. Hall, welcome to the show. And the first thing I wanna find out is what, what is the difference between, oh, just help clear my mind about vitamins totally. What can you do for me?
2: Well, thank you. And it's a it's an honor to be here tonight. And um, I was chairman of the Health Commission of Minority Health until 2018, so I don't wanna, push the current chairman out the way, right? Mm-hmm. But um, but I appreciate the introduction. So, you know, like you, I also thought um, vitamins were the same. And I wrote a book called um, Patient-Centered Clinical Care for African Americans. And it's really a book aimed toward doctors and nurse practitioners. And um, when I was doing the chapter on lab values, like there's some lab values that are different in African Americans, I also learned that there were some dramatic differences in vitamin and mineral levels that African-Americans tended to have low potassium. They tended to have low magnesium and they had dramatically low um, vitamin D and zinc. And so as I was writing the book, I thought, you know, I could make a multivitamin that would better match the deficiencies that research has showed. And so, you know, this is all, that's something Greg Hall came up with. This is research verified, 80% 80% of African-Americans are vitamin D deficient compared to 30% of, of white people. And so 80%, that's four out of five. And the daily recommended allowance for vitamin D for white people is 500 international units. And for black people is 2,000. So your average multivitamin, I won't say any names, probably has 500, maybe a 1,000 of vitamin D when African-Americans need 2,000 just to maintain, not even to recoup uh, vitamin D deficiencies, you know, they need 2000 to maintain. And so these dramatic differences is what drove me to design uh, multivitamin.
1: That's pretty interesting, Dr. Hall, um, because I, while I knew there were differences, but I did not realize the, you know, the differences, the great differences, because as I was reading, Uh, there are certain deficiencies uh, within our community um, that can cause or attribute to other ailments and issues, correct?
2: Absolutely. It's it's incredible. You know, vitamin D deficiency is associated with increased risk of cancer, increased risk of COVID infection, or any other infection for that matter. Um, Zinc deficiency is associated with an increased risk for um, prostate cancer, uh, um, and so what was interesting to me, and so when you we and and then again, this is research that I saw. So, did you know that that African American men have ten times the risk of prostate cancer compared to West African men? So, the men that we're descended of, ten times the prostate cancer risk. And so where does that risk come from? You might ask, right? So the difference is that Africa is very mineral rich. The, the water, the soil, the vegetables that come out of the soil, very minimal, mineral rich. And so African Americans, Africans rather, developed a resistance to absorb all those minerals. You can, you can get too much of, of anything. You can have too much water. And so we, we developed a resistance to absorb all the minerals in this mineral-rich environment that we were in in Africa. And then you displace us to North America, which is not as mineral-rich. And, and so we have this built-in genetic sort of blocking of absorbing minerals, right, unless it's in so much um, concentration. And, and then here in North America, we, we're zinc deficient, vitamin D deficient magnesium deficient potassium deficient and then as you mentioned all the things that are associated um, diabetes is associated with magnesium deficiency hypertension and, and and abnormal heart rhythm is associated with potassium deficiency so all these deficiencies are associated with disease problems that african americans have
0: i'm not going to badmouth previous doctors but what has taken so long to come up with this or have I just missed it?
2: Well, you know, it's one of those things, um, you know, so I wrote the first book on the clinical care of African-Americans, right? There Mm -hmm. is no other book for doctors. My book is not for everyday people. My book is for doctors, right? I wrote the first book on on African-American healthcare. And so when I was trying, I got rejected eight times. So when I was trying to get accepted, I was telling the people at one publishing company. I said, "You have a book that causes cancer in 28,000 people." You know, which is low. You know, it may sound high. You know, they have a book on a cancer that occurs in 28,000 people a year. Right? But you don't you can't have a book that impacts 44 million people. Right? And 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 they would still reject it, right? Until I finally got a, a company to accept the first book, and they wanted me to write, well, write about Hispanic Latinos, write about Asian Pacific Islanders. It's like, I don't have any, I don't know anything about Hispanic Latinos and Asian Pacific Islanders. My practice is 95% black, right? That's what I read about, that's what I know about. So it's literally, you know, until, it's, it's crazy to me that I have to write the first book on the clinical care of African Americans for doctors Right. And it's also crazy for me that I have to produce the first multivitamin that's been tailored to the research outcomes for African Americans. And so when I'm giving up Grand Rounds, you know, which is a lecture uh, to, to residents at the hospital and they and they raise their hand and they say the same thing. Dr. Hall, why haven't I heard this? And I wait and pause and I say, well, you know, because black lives don't matter. You know, what other explanation could there be? That there's no book there's no vitamin and we have all these horrible health outcomes you know and it's just what what other explanation is but thank god we're getting to the point where we do matter now and so we they can't they someone did accept my book for publication and someone did produce my multivitamins and so we're not right now we're just getting the word out
1: yeah i i so look forward to purchasing uh, the vitamins, multivitamins and myself, sequenced vitamin, multivitamins, we'll talk more about that. But if with the pandemic, Dr. Hall, what do you find that are the vitamins that are most purchased uh, for our communities or the surge in purchasing for us?
2: Well, I haven't looked at the data in terms of the surge in purchasing, but I know that African-Americans and my patients are disproportionately prone to do things that are quote unquote natural, or, you know, they, people tell me they want, they want a natural approach. They don't want to take my blood pressure medicine. They want to take garlic, you know, <laughs> or, you know, they want to, they want to do natural things. And so the pattern has been for African-Americans to do something that's not prescription, right. You know, and I, I have to, I have to argue with my patients about that um, you know, frequently because I want them to take my blood pressure medicine and take some zinc and some vitamin D or, or my multivitamin, you know. And so it's like, you don't, you know, you know, you don't pick one or the other, you know, choose the best of everything, choose the best prescription medicine and choose the best, you know, um, so-called natural medicine, but everything is made of, of chemicals. And so I think that, you know, in COVID people are really um, resorting to trying to as healthy as they can because many of them don't want to take the vaccination they just want to be healthy and and be strong and and fight it off and so i'm sure there's a surge in in you know vitamin c and zinc and you know you know juicing and things of that nature
0: it is amazing to me the amount of and i'm not necessarily the guy that's for but plant-based stuff and things like that but doctor how do you not having you, how do we, first of all, get people just to go to the doctor to find out these things? Because it seems like we're all afraid of what the outcomes are, but we need to go so that we can get better outcomes for ourselves. Right.
2: Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, people are having in, in the everyday person's defense, there are people having very dysfunctional relationships with their doctors and providers and because they have those dysfunctional relationships they they're not feeling whatever it is they're saying right (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. they don't want to do they don't want to take their blood pressure medicine they don't want to take their diabetes medicine they don't want to take their vaccine and so and i get it you know that that people are you know are just hesitant Um, but you know at some point it becomes dysfunctional right i mean it's sort of like you know, your first three girlfriends left you, so now I'm giving up on women.
1: <laughs> you know, what I mean, it's like, <laughs>
2: it's well, don't give up. Yeah, you know, right? Yeah, Don't give up yet. You know, and so it's the same thing with, with medicine. You know, you go to three doctors and they they kind of put you off. You don't you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. And so, you know, people like you know, there are black doctors out there that are ready to listen, that are ready to, to see you. And and I, you know, majority of my patients Google black doctor, right? Mm-hmm they Google Google black doctor and I'm the only doctor on Google right now that says I specialize in African-American health, which I do. And, um, and so they, I show up on the first page and and they come and see me and I'm still accepting patients because this is what I, this is what I want to do. This is what I do, you know? And so, and there are other doctors that are also interested in really disproportionately helping African-Americans, but you have to search for them. You have to, you have to, you know, kind of do your due diligence to say, you know, I'm going to find someone who, who grew up on 88th and St. Clair, you know, and who grew up in the Glenville area, who, who kind of knows what I've gone through to, to or to talk to me about what's best for my health.
1: And you know what, Dr. Hall, what I find too, well, let me give you an example. First of all, I have uh, my doctor, who I had an issue with my rotator cuff. So he tells me now, mind you, I'm having these pains. I'm telling him, okay, it's this, it's that. I'm like, no, I'm having issues with my rotator cuff. So he says to me, um, well, I'm going to, I can give you a cortisone shot. Well, what about, I mean, you know, we do these little tests and he's like, okay, it looks like it's your range of motion, you know, lift your arm, do this, do that. But then what about doing x-rays? What about finding out what the real issue is? instead of being so quick to want to give me a cortisone shot that says to me that you don't care enough about me to take the time to find out what's really going on. So that's one of the things, like you said, people are looking you up on uh, search engines, trying to find black doctors. And I also find too, Dr. Hall that doctors of color, you know, um, are more sensitive, you know, to assist and attend to. And based on my experience, uh, are, you know, more sensitive and authentically concerned about our needs, our health needs and issues that we have.
2: Right. Well, I mean, I think it's, it's that, you know, we identify with you. You may be like my sister or like my cousin or someone else may be like my grandmother. And that's, that's what, you know, that's what the majority population deals the same thing. They see a little old you know, white lady, and this, that reminds me of my grandmother. So I see a little old black lady, that reminds me of my grandmother, you know, or my grandfather, whatever. I think the issue with your rotator cuff is still, a, it's still an issue of trust, right? And so if you went to your mother and said, I'm having an issue, and your mother said, you know, let me, let's look at some cortisone, you'd be more apt to accept it. You know, um, you know x-rays are for, for looking for a broken bone, you can't see anything else but bone in x-rays, right? So you can't see tendons, you can't see, you know, meniscus. So if you are, you've turned the doorknob and walked in the room, then we already know you haven't broken your bone and you don't need an x-ray. But if you don't trust the person you walked in the room with, then you're going to discount whatever they say. And so having someone that you know and trust and giving you good advice in the past and and, you know, and you've established a relationship with them and they tell you, You need a cortisone shot then you know that's coming from the heart it's not coming from you know someone trying to take a shortcut or just to get paid
1: right right um we're talking with dr greg hall he specializes in medical care and treatment of african americans and he is the doctor that has created a vitamin a multivitamin or a series of vitamins called sequence vitamins for African-Americans. We're going to talk more, and it's so great to have you, Dr. Hall. And we'll be right back on Life Hacks Conversations with Daryl and Grace.
0: Welcome back to Life Hacks Conversations with Daryl and Grace. Our guest is Dr. Gregory Hall, who is the inventor of sequence multivitamins. Dr. Hall, tell me about the process of creating this multivitamin, and then when you're done, uh, I'll I'll wait because I have this preconceived notion about vitamins. But first of all, tell us about the process of creating this multivitamin. Well, um, it's, it thanks so much. It, it's it you know it's really there's
2: companies that do this right, and so we have a company that it based in um, New Jersey that manufactures the vitamin according to our specifications, right? And so I say put so much vitamin D, vitamin C, zinc, B12, folate um you know put so much in there and then make it put it together so you can swallow it i wanted it to be a once a day you know multivitamin rather than you know two a day mm-hmm. and then i devise you know there's there's i have a men and a women and then a men over 50 and a women over 50 and so the, the vitamin, normally like the senior vitamins, the people that have quote unquote senior vitamins have less in it because old, old little, little old people, people think about, right? But the, the sequence multivitamins for African-Americans over 50 actually has more in it because our risk for diabetes, I'm over 50, for diabetes, hypertension, uh, infection, all those things go up when you're over 50. That's when the rubber meets the road. When you get over 50, you're African-American over 50, uh, the healthcare care rubber has met the road. Right. And mm-hmm. so those vitamins actually have more in it more vitamin D, more zinc, more vitamin C, because you need more. You don't need to be treated like a little old something. You need to be treated as if you have an increased risk for diabetes and stroke and peripheral vascular disease and all those things. And so those vitamins have more. I mean, I sort of went back and forth. And and you know, sort of kept thinking about it. It was it was a it was a hell of a process. Use an expression, you know, coming up with the exact um, design. And and I'm and I'm still looking at research, you know. So the 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 multivitamin for men may look different three years from now than it does now, based on whatever research outcomes come. You know, um, sequence multivitamins have no vitamin E in it because vitamin E. Has been suggested to be increased, associated with an increased risk for lung cancer and prostate mm. cancer. And who has the highest risk for prostate cancer? African Americans. So mm-hmm. until they settled that controversy, I said, I'm gonna leave vitamin E out of the multivitamin. There's no need for it to be there. And the same thing's true of vitamin K. You know, vitamin K causes blood to clot. That's mm-hmm. why when we cut ourselves, you know, we just kind of, it forms a scab and it stops bleeding, this vitamin K. But there's no evidence that African-Americans have a deficiency in vitamin K. But there is evidence that we have the highest risk for stroke. It's a blood clot in the brain, heart attack, a blood clot in the heart, and peripheral vascular disease or DVTs, which are blood clots in our legs. So we have a a super high increased risk for clot. So I, again, deliberately decided I'm going to leave vitamin K out of this multivitamin because African-Americans don't need any extra anything to make us make our blood clot. We have enough of that. So the, the, the thought that went into it is it's more than just, you know, a black man with a black, the company that's black owned making multivitamins. It's really, I put thought and scientific evidence into developing this multivitamin that was tailored specifically for the health risks uh, of African-Americans.
1: And thank you so much for this, Dr. Hall. Can we talk about some of the, like genetics, some of the clues that have been ignored uh, for too long by doctors?
0: Well,
2: you know, it's, I tell people, I have a, I'm going to tell on myself, but I have a wing of my family that every single one of them, my aunt, uncle, and five kids, all terrible alcoholics, right? My aunt, my uncle, and five kids. If they touched alcohol, their life was destroyed. And so the next generation, which I've been privy to see, none of them drink alcohol because they know in their family there's, if you touch alcohol, your life is destroyed, right? It's a, and, it, and we know it's genetic, you know, it's not social. It's not, it's not something they're choosing to do. They drink alcohol, their life is destroyed. It's, it's that simple. And so that runs in that family, just like sickle cell runs in another family. You know, and, and kidney disease runs in my family. I have, My brother's passed from kidney failure. I have two uncles who died from kidney failure in their 30s. And mm-hmm. so that, that runs in family. It runs in my family. And there's an African gene that, that links to that, right? And so there's evidence, again, out there that doctors, if, if you spend some time reading about African-American health, you'll learn that they're, you know, they're families. You, you'll learn to look for it families that have an increased risk for these things. And you just kind of tailor your care. If you look for something, you're more apt to find it rather than waiting for something to sort of hit you over the head.
0: Here's what I want to know. I have the silly questions. So (laughs) how long before a vitamin takes effect on my system? If I go, okay, I'm going to start taking your vitamins tomorrow. How soon will I see, feel a difference?
2: Well, here's the thing. You know, I had a person sort of email me, um, sort of an angry email. He's like, "I've been taking your vitamins for three months, and I don't feel anything." And um, and so I've I've told them, and like I'm telling you all, I'm not promising anything. You know, when you take a um, you know, a once daily uh, multivitamin of choice, you know, out of the the drugstore, you're not looking for anything. You're looking to replace whatever it is you don't eat. So. I I used to say if you eat a salad and, you know, and and get a balanced diet, you don't need a a multivitamin. But that's not true. As an African-American, we're going to still need extra vitamin D, especially if we're living in urban environments, which most of us do. We don't get enough sun. I'm in Cleveland. It's overcast, even if it is sunny. And I'm not outside enough. So I'm going to need vitamin D regardless. I'm going to need zinc regardless. I'm going to need potassium and magnesium regardless. And so, you know, part of that is like, that's, I don't, I've been taking it and I don't feel any different, but I know that maybe I'm not seeing, um, a COVID infection, which I haven't, or I'm not seeing, you know, I'm, I'm my, I've got two brothers with diabetes, my father with diabetes, I'm 60 and I haven't gotten diabetes yet. So I'm not, I haven't become a diabetic. I know it's coming, but maybe I'm, maybe I'm putting it off because I'm not, um, magnesium deficient or because I'm not vitamin D deficient. So it's like you're, it's not seeing something is how, you know, like continued health is a sign that you're doing the right thing. It's not so much that this is made to make you feel anything or make you feel better. Although people say they feel better. And I'm, I'm assuming that they're, you know, they're vitamin deficient in one thing or another. I, a lot of my patients have terrible diets, you know, that doesn't don't include vegetables or fruit. I mean, it's amazing to me how bad some of my patients' diets are. And so if you have a poor diet, you know, trying to supplement it with these essential vitamins and minerals, that's why they call them essential, you know, is essential. You know? But right. I'm not, I'm not promising you're going to, you know, take my vitamins for a month. You're going to feel better or two months or a year or anything. I've been taking them since they've been out and I feel the same. But I make, I make sure I eat a salad and mm-hmm. fruit and vegetables. I'm deliberate about those things. But I'm not going to stop taking them because my, vita, my vitamin D level was eight. And normal is, is like 30 to 70. And mine was eight with all the, wow. my wow. deliberate you know, eating, eight, which w- was startling to me. You know? And so a lot of people are walking around with these dramatically low vitamin D and all the bad things associated with it. And, and not knowing so it's, it's you're not looking for something you're you're looking to not have something okay
1: and I want to talk uh, dr. hall about the diet differences between us and other uh, ethnicities but first before we do that like you said about the diets and not having uh, some of the patients and some of the patients you've seen have don't have uh, they didn't have bad diets you know and mm-hmm. thinking about how the nutrients and the things from the what the ingredients in the vitamins help absorb certain nutrients from your foods and they get into your bloodstream faster or something along those lines. Right. Isn't that supposed to to help?
2: Yeah. You're supposed to take a vitamin with a meal. Mm -hmm. So you don't take, you don't, you wouldn't take any multivitamin just by itself. You're going to take, you're going to eat a meal and then take a multivitamin with it because it, 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 it has the chance of fooling your body that you're getting this, this, this uh, vitamin or mineral from the meal, right? Because it's, mm-hmm. it's always been consistently shown that a, a good diet is always better than a supplement, you know, eating uh, right. uh, leafy green vegetables and, 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 ves- and you know, and fruits and getting sun and getting exercise. You, you can't, a pill can never replace that. And so it's important to, you know, to be deliberate about eating, you know, eating vegetables, eating about my father. He says, oh, it should be something green on your plate. And I've gone over, you know, family members' houses where they've had chicken, fries. And I was like, where is, is there anything green? You know what I mean? <laughs> and because I know it's wrong and, and it is wrong. It is wrong. If you don't have anything green on your plate, you, you need to find something green on your plate. Just getting pizza for dinner, you need to order a salad or make a salad at home and eat that with the pizza. The yeah. the green peppers and onions on the pizza does not count. I'm sorry to tell you, <laughs> right? That doesn't count. You need a salad next to it. Um, so, you know, I, I know what you're saying, but yes, you, you want to take the vitamins and minerals, any supplement, you want to take it with a meal in the hopes that you can fool your body that you're eating a better meal. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if you know what I'm saying.
0: hmm Yes. What, so in in, in essence, we have to fool two things. We have to fool our body that this supplement that we're taking is part of the meal. Right. And then we kind of have to fool the public to get them to be more active with doctors and take more vitamins and understand this. Does that be a correct assumption?
2: Well, you know, I I, I know what you're saying and um, I'm I'm hesitant to say I'm trying to fool people, but sometimes full disclosure is not is not the best approach. Right. (laughs) You know, and so I know I know exactly what you're saying. Um, But, you know, I've you know, I've had patients come in and, and tell me this one girl came in and said, I'm constipated, I'm constipated, I'm constipated. And I said, well, do you eat fruits and vegetables? And she said, no, I don't like fruits and vegetables. So, you know, so I told her, I said, well, you know, I know, you know, there's an age old question that, that I don't know the answer to whether humans were supposed to eat meat. It's age mm-hmm. old, although the evidence right. is lean toward probably we're supposed to eat meat, but it's not 100 percent And people could win that argument. Right. But there's no question that humans are supposed to eat fruits and vegetables. There's no question. So if you don't eat fruits and vegetables, you're not being consistent with what humans need it's like growing vegetables in the backyard i mean if there's not minerals and the things that they need to grow they're simply not going to grow if your kids don't get the food and the and the calcium you know i mean that they need to build bones they're not going to do it and so we're still humans at the end of the day and so we have to follow the formula for a successful human life right
1: mm-hmm. so
2: eating uh, you know chicken wings and French fries every day is not a recipe for an extended life. You can do it for a while, but it's not the recipe for a long, a long life. Right. And so it's like a plant can do well with just water for a while. But eventually you're going to have to put, you have to change the dirt, put some manure on, it, you know, mm-hmm. add some miracle grow or something. Otherwise, the plant's right. going to start to die. And, and we're the same way.
0: And as you yeah. go to break, I want to say this. I think part of the problem is this invention of fast food and the fact that we are, yeah, and I fall into this category, lazy. We don't want to spend the time to prepare foods. We don't want to spend time to, even in the morning where you're trying to get up and go to work, sometimes you're in a hurry. So it's just like, I'll, I'll have a piece of toast and a glass of juice and I'm out the door. Um, mm-hmm. and, and you just, you get into these habits where it's it's just so much easier and so much faster. So we skip all the nutrient type things. Mm -hmm. All right. We're going to come back more with Dr. Gregory Hall on Life Hacks Conversations with Daryl and.
1: Welcome back to Life Hacks Conversations with Daryl and Grace and our very special guest, Dr. Greg Hall. Dr. Hall, I know our listeners want to know how can we get more information about you, your office, um, your the vitamin the sequence vitamins.
2: Well, I appreciate it. No, so the vitamins are sequencevitamin.com, I'm sequencevitamin.com. But if you if you Google multivitamin for African Americans, you're gonna be on the first page, thankfully. Um, I'm, I'm at drgreghall.com, D-R-G-R-E-G-H-A-L-L.com. I also have a podcast called Better Black Health with Dr. Greg Hall, where we talk about some of these issues of vitamin deficiencies and, and different risks. And so I put a plug in for that and I appreciate the opportunity to be here with you guys.
0: The podcast is excellent. Um, I've listened to a couple of those and it will be a. It will be standard listening on my podcast list for quite some time. Well, thank you. Yeah. Doctor, the thing is, this is educational. And I feel bad because I'm older than you, not much older than you, but it seems (laughs) like it's taken this long for me to learn these things. And sometimes you have to have, I call it an epiphany. When When my mom passed away from Alzheimer's, I hadn't known anybody who had Alzheimer's. And I dove headfirst into finding out all the different things and all the different possible conditions. And the thing that I still worry about the most is, uh, is it hereditary? But then we go back to diet and what you eat, and blah, blah, blah. And I think of, Dr. Hall, you might be able to relate to this. Mm-hmm. When we were kids and our parents were cooking dinner, on the stove was this can of used Crisco oil. <laughs> that they used to, that they used to fry chicken in, fry oh French fries gosh. in, and it was just they a fried pork. everything
2: in that stuff, and right? It was, and and it sang- was good, and it was and good, it was good, mm-hmm.
0: right? So the, the thing boy. becomes, we we need to change this habit that we have, and I think that's the biggest thing because as we find out that we have, I use my case, myself as an example. I have sleep apnea. I have high blood pressure. A lot of that has to do, we throw stress into it from, from job and home and blah, blah, blah. And then when all these things begin to add up, you're like, well, I'm, I'm eating healthy. I'm, I'm doing this. I'm drinking a ton of water. But if we would have, and I will say, have been educated when we were younger, it wouldn't be so bad because as time has gone on, fast food restaurants are around because they're fast. Right. I can eat it while I'm well, in the car.
2: Yeah. Well, the thing is yeah. that we've learned more in, in in our defense and in our parents' defense. Right. We didn't know a lot of that stuff. And I my mother had the same grease canister on the side of, of, <laughs> of our so did mine. Too, right? So did and, mine. And, the, and the food was good. I, I just you know, in, in, in their defense. But what we know now is that when you reuse oil, cooking oil, it forms those bad fatty acids that that lead to premature heart attack and stroke and again i didn't know again until i wrote this book that reusing oil so i reuse oil cooking oil once you know i'll i'll cook some french fries in it once and then some chicken and then i'm it's it's garbage
0: Mm -hmm. right
2: whereas i would reuse and reuse it till it was dark and then the food started to get dark right like my (laughs) mother used to do, because i didn't know any better and you store it if you don't know any better you don't know but when you know Uh better then then you do better right and so reusing cookie roll more than twice bad thing very bad outcomes and including alzheimer's increase alzheimer's risk Mm -hmm. like you said and so all we all we can do is try to do better right and our life Mm -hmm. expectancy i tell my patients that they don't want to take medicine in 1960 i was born in 61 1960 the life expectancy for African American males was 59. Now it's it's 74. So I'd be past my expiration date right now, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? But but what's happened between 1960 and 2021, almost 22, treatment for hypertension, treatment for diabetes, you know, bypass surgery, chemotherapy, uh, cholesterol lowering, all those things have have increased our life expectancy by 25 years. And so you don't want to reject that stuff. You want to embrace it. And then also embrace the things, you know, lifestyle wise that we've learned that we can improve. And so again, having sleep apnea and not have not treating it with a CPAP machine recipe for premature stroke and heart attack. And so I've confessed that I have a CPAP machine. It's not sexy. It's not it's not always comfortable. But it's keeping it me, messing me sleep like a baby. I, I wrote the book after I got my CPAP machine, so it, my productivity's gone up, and so I try to encourage people. You know, it's, your blood pressure's going up from untreated sleep apnea. Your risk for heart attack, stroke, sudden death—all high with untreated sleep apnea. And a whole lot of people know they have sleep apnea, but they don't wear. To wear a CPAP machine, right. And that you know, right. they're just gonna go the way of the buffalo. I, I don't know how right, to it. right, unless they, unless the light bulb comes on,
1: absolutely. Uh, go ahead, I'm, I'm sorry, hero. no, uh, go ahead, yeah. And, and like you said, doctor, uh, there are so many, you know, so many ways to take uh better care of ourselves to not follow in the footsteps of our parents because, yeah, my grandmother had that same dish or that little can on the stove, (laughs) as did my parents. And I watched them over and over again. So when I became an adult, I said, I'm not going to do that. Now, I did it first. And I said, no, this is not, I I can't do this, because I don't want. So I just stopped doing it. But like you said, it's habit, you know, creatures of habit, things that you learn uh, from your parents, your family. And you know, they say, you are what you eat, right? So let's talk a little more about that. But look, can we talk about fasting and incorporating fasting uh within our diets and what your thoughts are on that
2: yeah well fasting is kind of all the rage now and they say this this thing called autophagy where you sort of your your body starts to eat its own cells and and fat cells go down and so there's a lot of data that 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 that's healthy now i'll confess i don't fast i i haven't figured out how how to do that i'm very food centric. Right. And so um, but there are people who have been able to accomplish great things through fasting. And so, um, you yeah. know, I think it's 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 there as, as an option. You know, there are people that fast and people that don't fast. But I think what you said about, you know, you know, you, I keep saying you don't have to throw the baby out for the from the bathwater. So like, you know, I eat pig feet once a year. I don't eat it once mm-hmm. a month. I eat it, but I, and I know I'm treating myself and I know it's bad. You know, it you have to, it's a chunk of fat, you know, you know, it's bad, but if mm-hmm. you eat it once a year, that's, you know, how much harm can you do? It's a delicacy at that point. Right. right. But if you eat it six times a winter, then that's, then that's bad. If you're frying food, multiple times a week. That's bad. So I'm not saying you have to give up fried chicken forever, but you need to be aware when you're eating it. You need to be aware when you're eating fried fish versus broiled fish, where, when you're not eating uh, a salad, when you're not eating fruits, when you're not drinking juices, when you're drinking, you know, um, you know, Kool-Aid, I don't know another way of saying it. There's no nutritional value in Kool-Aid. You know, it tastes good, Mm -hmm. but there's no nutritional value. You should, you should really be drinking water And if you don't drink water, you need to be deliberate about forcing yourself to drink water. If you force yourself to drink water initially, you don't have to force yourself after six months. It just comes naturally. And so these are habits that we didn't we weren't brought up on. We didn't we weren't grown up on. But now we know there's there's health benefits. We're trying to live longer so we can see our kids grow up and our grandkids. And so we can be productive for a greater product, greater a fragment of our lives. We're, don't, we're not living through a stroke or cancer or chemotherapy. And so by doing that, we just got to, whatever we know, if we know better, we can do better.
0: That's so interesting. I just, how much? So if we incorporate the sequence vitamins with a healthier diet and a healthier way of life, we're not trying to live to be 140. We're just trying to extend and avoid perhaps high blood pressure or at least lower your blood pressure to control your sleep apnea. Are those the things that we're really trying to do? Yeah, right.
2: We're trying to not clog our arteries, you know, so we don't have a heart attack or a stroke, right? We're trying to not smoke, right? Smoking is, smoking is bad for you. There's no controversy on that, you know, everyone agrees smoking is bad. So if you smoke, you need to be working on stopping smoking, right? Because that increased risk for stroke, heart attack, diabetes, like how does smoking cause an increased risk for diabetes, but it does, you know, cancer, uh, lung cancer, colon cancer, prostate cancer, breast cancer, smoking causes all that. So, and then secondhand smoke does all that too. So again, if you're with someone who's smoking in your house, they need to they need to move outside. They it's just, it's, you know and it's hard. I'm not trying to inconvenience anybody in their life, right? Right. But I'm just trying to tell you, you know, if, if you've got the car running in the garage and, and the and the garage door is down, that's dangerous for your health, right? We kind of mm-hmm. know that. <laughs> you know, so and, and, and if you've got someone smoking in your house, that's dangerous for your health just know yeah. it, right? If, if, mm-hmm. if there's not anything green on your plate, you need to go and find something green to eat because you're spo- we're supposed to eat greens. If you haven't had any fruit in the last couple of days, we're supposed to eat fruit. You're supposed to be walking. You're supposed to be mm-hmm. doing something. If you don't get, you know, three or 4,000 steps, everybody's got a smartphone. If you're not getting three or 4,000 steps a day, you need to be getting three or four thousand steps a day. You don't need ten thousand or twelve thousand, but you need three or four. And there's people who are getting fifteen hundred. People ain't mm-hmm. aren't doing anything, right? Mm-hmm. So these little things—if you want to know—you don't want to take my medicine. You don't want to take blood pressure medicine. You don't want to take diabetes medicine. Well, here's how you avoid that, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Now, a while ago, remember how on the, on on TV they had it seemed a campaign to promote everything sweet for millennials, millennials eat this and it's everything with sugar, sugar, sugar. Then they're promoting eating bacon, bacon, bacon. So, you know, going back to the, yeah, you are what you eat. Do you find uh, any major health issues in, in millennials that previous generations did not face or it wasn't as bad? Well, I mean, cause then too, there's chemicals in our food. So there's so many other factors.
2: Yeah, I mean, we're seeing things that we haven't gotten all the answers to now. Um, you know, I mean, and and you know, the sort of problems that we're probably causing through the increased um, fast food that we don't know, we don't even know we're causing those problems now. You know, I mean, we'll know that like twenty years from now. So I haven't actually seen that. I mean, I'm so busy trying to get, you know, the our generation to to do some things that will kind of extend our lives because. You know, people are dropping like flies and, you know, in my world, you know, and, and funerals and after funerals and and some of it's not necessary. Right. And, and, and there's, there's still too many people, as I mentioned, that smoke and, and just don't think it's going to happen to them or that, that don't eat fruits and vegetables and think that's, you know, that's fine. It's OK to eat a hamburger and french fries every day. You know, ketchup is not a vegetable. You know, So, I mean, so I, I you know, we're, we're trying to get the low lying fruit because there's, you know, there's, there's things, there's some fundamental things that people can do in terms of avoiding people who smoke avoiding smoke filled environments and, and just some diet things. And then, like I said, if, if your diet isn't, whether you're for African-American, whether your diet is ideal or not, you do need to take more vitamin D. You don't have to take my multivitamin, but you need to take 2000 international units of of vitamin D, you probably need 500 of vitamin C, you need 10 milligrams of zinc and if you do that every day, you're fine and, it, but, and if you buy that, you could have saved money if you bought my sequence multivitamins but, but I'm telling you but you don't have to take them and, but that's what we need to sort of just set the stage for that and then some walking and some exercise and getting a good night's sleep, all those things are, and drinking water are all critically important and they're not they're not that
0: inconvenient okay before we go to break i'm just going to say this doctor you're killing me with the ketchup you
1: just <laughs> well because you know it's
2: like i'm only telling you stuff people have told me you know? I,
0: I know i know because uh, there's some there's certain things i'm the spicy guy i can put the crushed red hot peppers on everything. Oh, I love it. I
1: love on it.
0: On everything. There's nothing really wrong see. with
1: that.
2: There's nothing wrong with with, with hot sauce. There's nothing wrong with cayenne pepper or fresh red pepper. There's nothing wrong with that. You can put all that you want. It's the salt. Putting salt on everything, yeah. mm-hmm. that's the
0: problem. Yeah, all right. As we go to break our conversation with Dr. Gregory Hall will continue. You are listening to Life Hacks with Daryl and Grace. We'll be
1: right back. Welcome back to Life Hacks Conversations with Daryl and Grace and Dr. Gregory Hall his website again, drgreghall.com and to learn more or to purchase your vitamin sequence, vitamin.com. Uh, Dr. Greg, thank you so much for joining us. And I am learning so much and I cannot wait to log on and, and check. I'm just excited because I want to check out the podcast, Better Black Health Podcast. Now, can we talk a little more about that and how we can tune in?
2: Well, yeah. And so what I was forced to doing it by my patients because they said, you're doing everything for doctors and you're not doing anything for us. And so I I call myself going going upstream, you know, trying to to impact, positively impact African-American health. And so upstream is really educating the doctors about African American health. And so that that's where the book and all that stuff kind of came from. But, um, but people were saying, you know, what about us? And so um, I started Better Black Health. Um, we basically talked to people about their health problems. We talked to people about their high cholesterol, um, their, their heart risks, their, you know, all the cancer risks. We've, we've talked to a incredible woman who survived um, ovarian cancer and breast cancer and, and educated me just like you guys say you're learning so much. I'm learning so much. In, in talking with you guys and then when we talk to, to, to people who have experienced things, you know we learn as providers we learn and so I've learned so much uh, um, and so I'm trying to, to each each episode sort of talk to a person that's had a problem and see how it's impacted them and maybe people can find themselves sort of in those problems and, and see the solutions that they've that they've had or, or the barriers that they've had. Um, so it's, it's, it's really really exciting. To do that, and um, you know, I'm sort of looking forward to the next year and doing much more of it.
1: And how often? And how can we listen?
2: Well, it's Better Black Health. You can Google it. Um, um, it's, it's. I've got it on Spotify. It's on Google Podcasts. Um, you just use Better Black Health, Dr. Greg okay. Hall, and then it's, it's right there.
1: And you are accepting new patients, right? I am. I okay. am.
2: And if you go to Dr. Greg Hall, my um, if you're in the Cleveland area, my um, my office number is there, and we'll, we'll be happy to happy to see you.
0: I think your amount of clients is going to spike. I hope you're ready for <laughs> it. That's well, I'm, I'm I, listen. Say. I'm
2: happy to see them because it's you know it's a, my patients are a blessing to me. I learn as much from my patients. I think as they learn from me because I I you know what I what I talk about tonight. I, you know, it wasn't in my life. These are things that people tell me and, and people tell you stuff, you know, when you have a relationship with them and like, like a doctor patient, you know, they tell me all kinds of things and, and it, it, it's, you know, it, it sort of demystifies a whole lot of things. And so, but you know, a lot of times if you, you're looking someone's someone looking down their nose at you and, and you don't know whether that you've, come from a dysfunctional family, which we all come from dysfunctional families or dysfunctional relationships. And, and you're afraid to be able to talk about that, how that stress impacts your life or how, you know, finances impact your life or how discrimination impacts your life. You know, you, it's hard to talk to someone from the majority population about, about that. You know, that's just simple. You can, I mean, I, I know some white doctors that have that have black patients that love them, you know, and and, and I and I, it's all power to them. I, I think it's great, and and, and you can re- develop a good relationship with your doctor if you know that they're open and they're all in for you, and you know, you sort of trust them. But it's just the the path of least resistance for a lot of African Americans is to find someone that looks like them, you know, and and that that kind of comes from the same, you know. I've also got some African American doctors that. That that don't know how to talk to African Americans. You know, that happens right. too. Yeah. Right? And mm-hmm. so, but it's it's less it's less apt to happen, but it happens. Um, and, and I wanted to mention the other time there's a NIA, the National Institute for African-American Health, which is N-I-A-A-H.org. We, we, as a nonprofit, we put together to mentor the next generation of doctors. And so we're mentoring African-American pre-med students and medical students to help them get into medical school and to get out. Because, you know, um, 4% of doctors are African-American. We got 13% of the population, 4% of doctors. So we're disproportionately low. So the nonprofit that we set up is supposed to help encourage this next generation and, and, and mentor the next generation of doctors. And so I wanted to mention uh, the NIA. We've set that up and, and, and it's doing great things.
0: Can you Can you speak on that again, just in case some of our folks missed it?
2: Yeah. So we have a nonprofit called the National Institute for African-American Health. And if you go online, it's called NIAH.org, niaa horg And again, the purpose is to be a trusted source for online information, online medical information. Um, But the main thing is to increase the number of Black doctors that are out there, men and women Um, you know, and so it's hard, I can attest, and and a lot of my friends can attest, it's hard to get into medical school and believe it or not, it's even harder to get out. And so there's a ton of people that can't get into medical school and there's a whole lot of black, um, black students that get into medical school and don't ever graduate. And they end up with all this financial debt, all this educational debt, and they're not a doctor at the end of the day. And a lot of that is due to the lack of, of someone that looks like them to give them advice and say, you know, keep, keep, don't give up, you know, keep, keep fighting, keep doing it. or do this or do that. Or, or if you're laying on the couch, I tell students, if you're laying on the couch reading, you're not studying. You know, you, if you're not studying, unless you're sitting up at a, at a desk, taking notes and actively doing something, you know, if you're laying in bed or laying on the couch reading, you're not doing anything. You might as well turn over and go to sleep right? Because mm-hmm. it's a waste, it's passive, you need to be active when you're learning. So not having someone to give you that advice, or to tell you that, or to tell you to, to you know, buy a course to study for the MCAT, you know, people are, 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 are failing at doing what they what their heart is telling them they want to do, which is being a doctor. And people are not doing that because they don't have mentors to, to help them through. So it's it literally takes a village to get someone into medical school, and to get someone out of medical school. And we haven't, as a community, as an African-American community, we haven't been deliberate about making sure we get people in and out. And the numbers reflected: 4% of the physicians in the United States are African-American. 4%. So we're 13% of the population, which is still low, but 4%? So if you're a Black person looking for a Black doctor, which, you know, I'm sort of saying maybe you ought to do as a first pass, you've got, you know, you're you're already at a disadvantage trying to find one. So this, uh, NIA is trying to improve that and be a, uh, be a resource for pre-med and medical students.
0: Dr. Hall, Dr. Gregory Hall, this has been an absolute pleasure. I've learned a lot. I have changed my views on many things. Uh, you have helped with that. I will try to do better. So Dr. <laughs> Hall, once again, thank you very much. I greatly appreciate this. It is a pleasure to have spoken with you. You have enlightened us on a lot of different things. Uh, I'm gonna get the vitamins really quick and start them and see how much it has, can help me. Listen, uh, I'm, I'd be
2: happy for your feedback. You. I'm, I'm happy to have me back, and, and we can, you can tell me if it, if it didn't change your life, right?
0: <laughs> well, I, we, can, we can work on that. Right. All right. For Grace Roberts and Dr. Gregory Hall, I am Daryl Scott. Thank you for listening to Lifehacks Conversations with Daryl and Grace. Uh, we'll talk to you next week.
1: Life Hacks Conversations with Daryl and Grace. Grace. Grace.